Listen up, Minnesota. This is the Minnesota Made Podcast. The show that highlights Minnesota's local business leaders and experts in construction and manufacturing. If it's made in Minnesota, you'll find it here. Now, your host of the Minnesota Made Podcast, Jason Webb. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. With me today, I have Josh Allison. He is the Director of Business Development for a I don't know, Josh, is it a relatively new company or how long has Light Duty Pathway been around? About eight years. Oh, geez. Well, what took me so long to find out about it? Well, it took a while for me to show up. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. You no, know, it's been, we've mostly had, we've had a small hand, we've had a handful of Washington State customers for several years and it just wasn't really meaningfully sold nationally until early last year. We rebranded, used to be called Safety Ambassador Program, rebranded it and kind of did a fresh a sales launch, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Safety Ambassador Program? Used to be called that, your SAP. Same program, just different name. Yeah. I yep. like the new name better. It's, uh, it's much more self-explanatory in the name. Agreed. Now. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So... Josh, you and I talked about the program a little bit last week. I liked it so much, and I thought you should be on the podcast because I, I'm a strong believer in it, and I think it could benefit all business owners, especially in the construction and manufacturing trades. And the end result, I believe, in using this product is going to lower the experience mod, which is going to lower insurance premiums, and I get back people back to work faster. So... I'm in Minnesota. Podcast is called Minnesota Made. And in Minnesota for the worker compensation program, uh, there's a three-day waiting period in which an injured employee has to wait three days before they collect work loss benefits, at which time that claim is no longer considered medical only and becomes a indemnity claim. And uh, when that happens, Unfortunately, the employer's benefit of keeping it as medical only goes away. In Minnesota, it's called an ERA state, Experience Rating Adjustment State, which means that those medical only claims are reduced by 70%. The impact is reduced by 70% when the rating bureau calculates the experience mod for that next year. So there is a huge benefit to get injured employees back to work. Within three calendar days, again, that's in Minnesota. I think Wisconsin's a week. But getting keeping those, those work comp claims as medical only, there is a huge benefit for the employer in doing so. Now, I realize that's difficult in certain situations, especially for those like Friday injuries, which means you have to get them back to work by Monday. Friday's day one, Sunday's day two, Monday's day three. And uh, so they have to be back to work by Monday. And if you're not on the ball and have something like pre-planned and proactive, meeting those work restrictions can be difficult. And that is where you come in. Now, Josh, can you tell me a, a little bit about how your program works and why it works? A quick message from our sponsors. This podcast was brought to you by Minnesota Risk Partners, specializing in risk management and insurance services for Minnesota-based companies. Check them out at minnesotariskpartners.com. Light Duty Pathway was exclusively designed 
to serve as a turnkey light duty job. You mentioned having something that's ready to go immediately is is important for you know protecting your mod and so and avoiding time loss. So it was designed to serve that to to solve that problem and essentially and because it's completely online it can be that's partly why it's turnkey. Um, it's also turnkey because basically in about a minute an employer can set set an account up for an injured worker and and then from there all the employee needs to do is log in, click start, um, essentially. And then what you have is eight hours of guided curriculum or training per day. And the format is videos, quizzes, interactive exercises. Um, and so it's turnkey in that regard as well. It's not a course library where, where uh, the manager will pick and assign specific topics. Uh-huh. We don't compete with that. It's a different thing. It's it's a one-time sign up. You're assigning the program and then you're basically on a fixed rail. You're on an amusement park ride and you're going at its pace. So it's going to guide someone through every single step. Can't skip ahead, can't go back. And we have, currently we have one week or 40 hours in Spanish, four weeks or 160 hours in English. And someone can go through more than once or use it intermittently. This is another way it can help with, help fill gaps for light duty. So some of our, our customers will use it as a supplement to other like you. So maybe four hours a day, they have something on site that's more related to their job or it's just something else. And then the other four hours a day, they'll have, have their employee do light duty pathway. That also can be on site or it could be done from home. So it was designed to be turnkey and to help an employer immediately fill light duty gaps that may exist. Yeah. So let's just let's say I got some work restrictions and really the only kind of work I can do is work around the office, administrative type work, but maybe there's not a full eight hour day worth of that type of work I can do. And this can maybe have to do some administrative, administrative type work for four hours. And then I would do this for four hours to fulfill that eight hour requirement, because I feel like it's super important not to allow that work lost component to kick in on that work comp claim. Cause then it doesn't matter if it's a dollar or a hundred thousand dollars paid on the indemnity portion or the lost time portion. It still disqualifies it from as a medical only claim. And right. the only way you can do that is pay them their normal wage, allow them to work their normal, normal hours and, uh, take advantage of that 70% reduction at that point after you're able to achieve those things, right? Right. And did I mention it's safety curriculum, safety and wellness? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's like an ultra important piece. I think I might've, I might've skipped over that, but yeah. So the goal was to provide a, a meaningful alternative to the proverbial counting paper clips that I actually have heard so many times from, you know, from customers. It's like, I think they actually had them counting paper clips. So basically what you have is a safety and wellness immersion interactive training program. So it doesn't replace or provide required trainings. It's not an OSHA certification course, but the idea is as a supplement to other light duty, perhaps, or in full, definitely up to the employer, someone's sitting down and they're just they're getting inculcated with safety and wellness training. And so that they go back to the work site, a more safe person with better safety mindset. 
that is also why it used to be called safety ambassador program because the intention is that when they go back to work they'll they'll bring a safer safer mindset to the workplace and and have that spill over to others as well so right. anyway safety and wellness that is what the content is all about okay okay yeah and uh, you know i coach my clients uh when an injury occurs have the employees show up to work. Don't even worry about the work restrictions at that time. Because if they're showing, if they showed up at work and they're looking at you, looking for something to do, you're going to find something for them to do versus, you know, waiting for the work restrictions to come through, reviewing those. And then when you get around to it, try to come up with some light duty stuff that kind of fulfills or falls under those work restrictions. And then tell the employee that they can come to work and, Like that doesn't go as well, in my opinion. And I also believe, I'm not sure where this came from, but there's a standard out there that all injured employees should be able to come back to work unless it falls under one of three categories. One, they're heavily medicated. Two, if they're hospitalized, obviously they can't come to work. Or three, they're contagious, you know, COVID and and so on. They shouldn't come to work. But, you know, now I feel like there's somewhat of a fourth one. If they suffered some type of head injury, uh, they might not be able to come back to work either. Now, I did come across a situation with one of my clients in which my client could meet their work restrictions and ask them to come to work to perform some type of light duty. However, he didn't have transportation. So the carrier was trying to arrange like an Uber type situation, but he lived out in rural Minnesota and they couldn't even find any kind of Uber driver to go pick them up. Now, in that situation, they're able to do this from home, correct? And uh, what if they don't have a computer? Are they able to do it from their phone? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're ideally, you want Wi-Fi. I think most data, most phone data is high speed, but it's going to use a lot of data because it's all video or it's, it's video e-learning activities. There are some quizzes probably pull the least amount of data, but so it's data heavy, it's media heavy, but yeah, you can do it on your phone. You can do it on any internet connected device. Okay. So in a situation like that, I think it would be important for the employer to find out is there Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. you know, and, or just confirm that the employee is, it's going to go smoothly with them using their phone and whatever, you know, whatever data plan they have. So, and I don't know if this is something you're going to want in the podcast, Jason, but there are situations where an employee is questionably unable to do this from home. And so raising concerns about data or I don't have Wi-Fi or that kind of thing. That's something to be aware of as an employer, but yes, you can do it from your phone. But it's preferred they come to work, so there's some more it's, accountability. It's ideal, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we do it, again. There's ideally light duty pathway is something that it's something an employer can get an injured worker on immediately. So that's super valuable. And yeah. then ideally they're phasing into other light duty that, again, ideally I keep saying yeah. that, but that is cl- closer to their. Actual closer to their job or it's on site and all that. Yeah. But we also see it used from home for weeks and from phone computers better. It's just a bigger screen. And, but yeah, so there's kind of, there's the ideally they're in the office on a computer and then it totally works on a phone though. So the employer ultimately will need to discern given this employee and their situation, 
does it seem appropriate to have them do this at home on the phone? Do we think that's going to work or not? But technologically, it, it works. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're doing this podcast via Zoom. I don't do many of these, but one of the benefits of doing Zoom is that there's a video aspect to it. And right now, if you're watching this, we are on the Light Duty Pathway website, which, by the way, is light lightdutypathway.com. So can you scroll through the website and maybe touch on your complicated, uh, super complicated payment plan and structure and how that works? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And very uh, complex. And then uh, maybe go into the user interface and how to make sure uh, they're actually logging in the time and performing, you know, I don't know, work as instructed. Of course. So there are there are two sides to light duty pathway. There's the the training course where you have the videos and et cetera. And, and I can show that. I'm assuming you'll like to see that at some point. But then there's the employer console where the employer and whoever's representing the employer goes in to assign the program, check reports, adjust quiz score settings, that kind of thing. So I'll go there, but first, plans and pricing. There really is one plan and one price. <laughs> so it's $79 per user. A user is an employee uh, who is going through the program. So basically, an employer says, um, Jason's injured. I'm going to assign a light duty pathway to him. And it's $79 to do that. And that would give, in this case, you, Jason, unlimited access to go through as many times as your employer deems necessary for a year. Uh, So it may be that you're on this for three days and then they have some other stuff for you and then you need to use this again. So you can log in and out, use it again as much as you like. It's a one-time fee. I'm just overemphasizing that because I get asked, are there any other fees? There are no other fees, no other account. There are no other fees. No other setup fees or long-term contracts or nothing like that. No. Yeah. And we don't, if you, if you pay online, you're essentially executing a contract by making a purchase. You agree to our website terms and conditions, that kind of thing. And then alternatively, a lot of our accounts prefer to do more traditional billing where we just invoice, we invoice monthly for however many users they've added that month. So if you do it this way on our website, you have to pay in advance for however many seats you want. And a seat would simply be, I'm going to assign this seat to Jason. You know, Catherine is going to go through. That would be another seat. So on our website, you just pay per seat. And then once you've assigned, you know, in this case, two users, you would have to pay for the others. You pay for more and it's just on the go. Or we can set our customers up with an unlimited seat count plan. There's no separate fee. It's just they can add however many users they want whenever they want. And then we just invoice at the end of the month. Also, we can charge to a claim. So some of our customers have us, for example, we have some, some industrial staffing customers that'll have us invoice their TPA per claim. So here's the claim number, send the invoice to this adjuster and it's just getting charged to the claim. So as long as our, as long as the end user or the, the employer agrees or, or secures agreement with their, their TPA to pay us, we're, we're good with that. So we can, we can invoice whomever and however is, is 
easiest for for the client. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, and one other in, in terms of contracts, the only uh, contract we have, if someone wants to do monthly invoicing, we have a one page billing, one page agreement that says here's the service, and you agree to pay on a monthly basis for any seventy nine bucks per. There's no additional fees to have it done that way though. Okay. And that's plans and pricing. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Seventy nine bucks per seat. And how about that reports? Can you can you pull up sure. one of those reports for the employer that they would be using to track the injured employee's progress through the program? Yeah, I'm going to pull up a real redacted report here. So here we are. The report, first of all, is not meant to serve as a time card. We strongly encourage you not to use it as a time card, but it's meant to confirm engagement, or if something looks really off to raise, to serve as a a flag that I might need to check in with my employee on what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. So the report tracks three things. First of all, and again, I'll I'll show you what this looks like in a few minutes, but um, the training light duty pathway, the training course, it's organized into one hour sections or modules, if you will. So each hour starts with a video that's about 45 minutes. It's like a safety and wellness TV episode or streaming episode. TV isn't even the right word anymore. So like Bill Nye, the science guy, if you're familiar with that, think Bill Nye, the science guy. So there's a variety of topics, segments, it's engaging, it's meant to be engaging and and entertaining and educational. So every hour starts with video and is followed by a quiz, 12 to 15 question, multiple choice. And then some of the hours also have an interactive activity of some kind, like a game or a another quiz, but it's like an animated kind of gamified quiz. Mm-hmm. So we timestamp when a user starts and completes each hour. So it's supposed to take about an hour. The only thing with a fixed amount of time is the video. And then we, the idea is the rest of the time within that hour, they're doing the quiz and, and then in some cases, the, the other activity. And for oh. people that are just listening, I'm looking at a, a report with, uh, what is it, five columns. The title of the first column header is title. And underneath that, the first one listed, it says day one, hour one. Next one says day one, hour two. One column over, it says start time. And it's got the date and time. End time is the next column, date and time. And then the fourth column is titled active time. And it has a measurement of like one hour and zero seconds or 57 minutes and 30 seconds. That's active time. And in the last column, it says score. And I suppose that depends on how well they answer the questions at the end of that uh, section. Correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so the timestamp, the the start and end time for each hour should be about an hour. So 9.06 a.m. to 10.08 a.m., that looks right. The next column over active time is it's meant to confirm active engagement. So active time, basically what that means is as long as, um, well, I'll go, I'll go over here to the site. And then if you're listening on podcast, you just have to imagine this. But um, let's say here I'm in my browser and I have the training site up. So the video is playing or I'm on the quiz or whatever. 
um, as long as this browser tab is in focus, the program says that I am active. But if I have the training site up, maybe the video is playing, but then I click into another tab, I've got my Zoom tab here, or I go on the news or whatever, it's going to say that I'm not active. Or if I'm in another application while the video is playing, it's going to say I'm not active. So the idea is if the timestamp shows that I spent an hour in, let's say, hour two, but the active time is 10 minutes, that means that there was only 10 minutes where the, the training course was the, the primary thing in focus on my computer or my device. But it doesn't guarantee I wasn't engaged because I could be on Microsoft, you know, in Microsoft Word taking notes, for example. Unlikely, but plausible. Um, but it's meant to raise a flag if there's a big discrepancy. So an employer can say, hey, you know, what's going on here? Were you taking notes or, you know, that if you're not engaging, we can see that, et cetera. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And then there, like I said, there's a, there's a quiz in every one hour section and that score is reported and the employer can set a minimum passing score or not. It's, it's optional. And however many retries up to two retries. So that gets reported. So this is how we provide accountability and a track for engagement. And then we strongly recommend though, that you utilize whatever clock you know, time clock software or process you would use for any other job for payroll, but use this as a, you know, an accountability tool to keep track on how things are going. Sure. Now, yeah. now before I became a insurance agent, I had my real estate license. I still have that active too. Before that, I was a chiropractor and I've had to deal with a, a lot, a lot, a lot continuing ed and a lot of which I've done online. And with the continuing ad online for some of the vendors out there, and they've gotten better about it. And I think they've figured out <laughs> some of our hacks, but I used to just click through all the screens, get to the test, take the test, pass the test, and repeat, 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 eight hours of continuing ad done in about hour and a half or whatever. And then they started getting wiser. Well, you had to be on each screen for like 10 minutes before advancing to the next screen. Like there's a and if you stayed too long on the screen, it would log you off, right? Yeah. Okay. So with your software, is there a way to hack your way through it where, you know, the injured employee just logs on in the morning and answers a few questions and does laundry all day and doesn't really pay attention. And then they come back eight hours later and then they, they're good to go. Uh, but it, do, it doesn't look like they're able to do that with this start time, end time, active time, broken down per course, per day, right? Right. There's no way to hack this really, is there? Yes, there's always a way to hack anything, including the U.S. government. <laughs> but <laughs> so here's, okay, here's how, here's how you could hack it, if you will, or I'll just use the phrase hack. So what I could do, and again, this is also why ideally this person's at the workplace, mm. but Let's say I'm at home and I am, I'm just not going to engage this as much as I can. I'm just going to check the box. And so what I could do is start hour one, day one, hour one, click start, have a video running, be doing laundry for 45 minutes. Yeah. 
because it's going to, as long as I keep the browser tab in focus, it is going to show that the video is running. So, and then I can come back when the video is done, click next and do the quiz. There's no way to not do the quiz. And, you know, I can't just skip the quiz and get 100%. So you have to, your quiz score is reported. And if the employer sets a, a minimum requirement, if you get below that, it'll say you missed too many questions and it'll put you back through. You got to do the quiz again. So, but you could do that. Yeah, yeah you could yeah. do that. So I'd love to say, and, and let me explain though, why we have that we've, we've decided to allow that as opposed to forcing someone to not be able to skip ahead or are you still here every 10 minutes or whatever. First of all, like you mentioned, if we required, if we didn't allow someone to skip through the video, which we do allow so that you can, if you need, if, if you're doing the quiz, you want to go back and scroll to where you were, or if you have to sign back in mid video or whatever, you can skip ahead. If the video is just on a fixed track, you could still be away doing laundry. So what we see more often if someone is not engaging is they're just clicking through stuff fast thinking, well, as long as I do the quiz, I'm good. But that is time. So what you can't hack is start and end. Once you click end on an hour, that's timestamp and you can't go back and redo it. So if I start hour one at 9.06 a.m. and I click end at 9.16 a.m., that is timestamped forever. It's going to be on the report. Mm -hmm. So the way to game this is if you have a video running and you are on your phone or on some other doing laundry or whatever. So that's as much as you can. You still have okay. to do the quiz. And then for the e-learning activities, you still have to, you have to engage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, is that. Okay. Now, so this is what the employer is viewing. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you show quickly like the employer user interface on how to add an employee? And then after that yeah. show what the employee is seeing on their end. Absolutely. <clears throat> so uh, employer would go to our website, lightdutypathway.com, click login. And whether you sign up online or we set up your account manual, if, if you're going to do the monthly invoicing, we'll just set your account up manually. You'll have a username and password. We'll get that to you. So let me remember what mine is, Josh Demo. Okay, so you'll log in. It will bring you to the employer console. I just muted myself. Let's undo that. Brings you to the employer console, and this is where you assign the program and monitor users, pull reports, et cetera. So, so I, see, I see two buttons there, the two main buttons that are, say, assign light duty, and the other one says add manager. So you'd click the assign light duty button if you're an injured employee that you want to assign this course to, correct? Correct. And then you add a manager. Uh, what, what does that mean? If you want to provide someone else on your team or in the company or nonprofit for that matter with access to the employer console, you click Mm -hmm. add manager, put their name and their email in, that will send them a username and password to get into the console. And they have all the permissions that you have, whoever was the first person into this account. And what's that last, well, the second to last column says LDP progress 1.23%. Yeah, so this is just how far someone is through the either five days in Spanish or 20 days in English. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a really quick visual and you can drill down more to the extent that you want to. Mm. 
do you want me to go over this or or would you like for me to show the the setup process first yeah that there looks a little complicated to uh go over <laughs> for a podcast yes yeah. bottom yeah, yeah. line is you can view progress view reports adjust quiz setting requirements and one of the adjustments you mentioned earlier was you can set a requirement as a passing score per quiz of like 80 percent and uh they got to keep taking it until the pack get 80 percent right up to two retries yeah so here i am on the steve rogers account steve hasn't started yet but yeah so right now there's no minimum passing score i would just click yes and then there's a scroll bar you can decide on the set the minimum and then steve can have up to two retries so someone can take the quiz up to three times if that's how you set it and then then at uh, that point even if they fail it'll it'll push them on so they're not even if they keep failing they go on to the next one they don't right and permanent x and kicked out of the system or anything they don't get kicked out of the system because again the purpose of light duty pathway is it's not like a college course where if you're super smart and then you ace the final, you, you can get a 4-0. Yeah. It's meant to be engaged one hour at a time. So, but if let's say they just don't do the quiz, they're being a problem child and they, they just skip through three times, 0% for that quiz is going to show up on the report. And there's no reason to get 0%. You don't need to be, you don't need an advanced degree. To, yeah. to do our program. The quizzes are meaningful. Yeah. Some are easier or more difficult than others, but you can go back in the video and review. And yeah, so if someone's getting subpar scores, unless you, it would be tough if you're dyslexic. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But I mean, the, the typical person should be doing fine on these quizzes. So that'll show up if they get a 0%. Okay. It's not yeah. like they're taking the series seven or anything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you do need to be, I, I'm not saying this as a joke, I'm, you do need to be able to read. And, and again, if someone has a hard time reading, the quizzes are going to be tough. The employer could say, hey, just watch the videos and, you know, <laughs> skip the quizzes or whatever. But again, it's meant to be engaged. It's not a certifying course. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So uh, on the employee side of you, point of view, what, what do they see? Yeah. By the way, Jason, do you want me to show the... Uh, these forms here, the job description form, that kind of thing. You you provide those. Uh, yeah, I provide it. But I mean, just for the listeners real quick, part of the software, uh, there's some forms, some template letters and such that you can download to implement as far as your return to work process, you know, so you're not having to reinvent the wheel. And you just brought up a job description form, right? So this is what, like a template on writing a job description? This is a description of light duty pathway and the the physical activities required to do it and the form is it's ready to bring to a physician so they can say yes or no this (laughs) doing light duty pathway is within the restrictions that within the restrictions for this worker so okay so to sit on the computer the the physical demand on doing this it says uh what pushing pulling one pound carrying over a pound is that what I'm looking at on that left side there towards the bottom? Like that's, that's a requirement, a physical requirement to do this? Uh, no. So there's a little key here. So N is never, not at all, S is seldom, oh, okay. occasional, et cetera. Yeah. So all of the common, I would imagine, the, the common physical 
requirements for various jobs are here in this column, sitting, standing, walking, climbing ladders, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of these, you know, standing, walking, climbing ladders, stairs are marked as N for not, never or not at all. And then there's only a few things listed on here. Sitting is, is listed as frequent sitting at a computer workstation. Yeah. Um, handling, grasping, or fine finger manipulations marked as occasional. It says using computer mouse to navigate website, etc. So, okay, whatever they will be doing physically, talking, hearing, seeing yeah. is constant. Watching safety videos, that's all written down, so that you don't have to do that. But again, this is this is optional. It's not a requirement to use the program, and some employers are may use this. Others may already have their own template they prefer to use. So for an employer could use this form to give it to the doctor. The doctor can see what's going to be required of the injured employee physically in order to perform this light duty program, which is basically sitting at a computer and pushing keys. And then the doctor would sign off on it saying, yeah, they can do that. Correct. Okay. Yep. And that's, this is getting into your, you have mastery in regards to, well, let me just say having documentation for having offered a light duty job, formal offer, and having the physician approval is important in those situations where an employee is going to push back and contest it, you know, contest the claim or the job to say, hey, we offered this official job, you have approval and you signed the job offer letter. It's good protection for the employer. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I, I haven't came across that before. I mean, typically my clients will just review the doctor's workability report and view the, the 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 work restrictions and then come up with light duty that fits in those parameters and just move ahead with it they without the taking that extra step of having a doctor sign off on it i mean it's not a bad idea i might with minnesota having that three day which is short right three day waiting period to get them back to work i mean would that delay you know it another day and now it's a a, a an indemnity claim, a lost time claim, maybe, you know, I don't know, but I, I get what you're saying. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. And, and again, every state, every state's, you know, has its own uniquenesses with work comp. So yeah. I'm not a, I'm not an attorney, but um, I guess I'll just leave it at these are here. If, if it makes sense for the employer to use them. Yeah. And the other ones are titled uh job offer, no job offer letter template and incident and investigation report. Right. And a couple other ones. Okay. Yep. So when you, when you create an account with us, these are available for download. So you can just gotcha. go in here and, you know, go in here and take a look yeah. at them, use them if, if, if they're helpful. And that's the letter to the employee offering them light duty. Got it. Yeah. All right. And, and being specific to light duty pathways, the job we're offering you. Okay. Work oh. these hours, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. I derailed you, but I think it was a good little derail, but I'll, I'll go into the training side now, the employee side. Yeah. So again, you just start on our website to be extremely starting from scratch. This is what our website homepage looks like. Click log in. And now I'm going to log in with my Katie Luther demo account. Katie Luther. Yeah, I pulled it from the uh, Katie Luther was Martin Luther's wife back in the 1500s. 
All right. I'm a Martin Luther fan. There's a really good biography of his I've listened to a few times. Okay. Um, anyway, you can take that out if you want to. But no, no. We got no, Steve no. Rogers in there as well, Captain America. <laughs> I may as well have fun with the demo account, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so once once you sign in, the program will put you wherever you left off. I had the show all courses button checked, so I have all this, but you can go down and, and uh, toggle that off. So, so essentially you log in and you push start. Correct. And if it's if it's your first time, an employee's first time using a program, it's going to day say day one, hour one, video plus quiz, they'll, they'll quiz, they'll click start. And then there's an intro, a welcome intro. We have our, our safety kind of, his name's Migo. He's a little safety robot. He's like our host and mascot. He explains the program and, and then off they go with hour one. And um, top of mind, I'm I can't remember exactly what the curriculum is. I don't want to say it wrong, but it'll just go into the first hour. And then one hour after another, we'll guide them through. Um, you can see here on the left in the uh, menu column, we've got our day three, hour one video plus quiz, day three, hour one e-learning activity, day three, hour two video plus quiz, et cetera, et cetera. So most of them say video plus quiz, right? Yeah, every hour starts with video plus quiz. Okay. So there is a quiz every hour, and, and you'll then, see that in the report. And then roughly half of the hours also contain an additional e-learning activity, something that's interactive, like a game or, you know, it another style of a quiz, like a game show, but still quizzing. They're okay. all still quizzing you, but they're they're animated and gamified, if you will. Got it. Looks easy, man. It's easy. Yeah. 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 We have Watch the video, take a quiz, play a little game here and there, get yep. my uh, light duty hours in, keep the claim as uh, medical only, get that 70% reduction at the mod calculation on that claim, save a bunch of money on your insurance premiums, get the employee back to work faster, prevent, prevent that whole victim mindset. And uh, all for a whopping $79. Whopping $79. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. quite a deal. I think you should yeah. charge more. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, there's no, there's no price resistance in, uh, in our sales process. So that's nice. Yeah. And yeah. it's priced, the, the benefit, partly why we have it priced the way it is, is it's, accessible with any claim. So some of our customers also use, um, I guess I won't, I won't use names, but they're probably known, but uh, nonprofit third-party return to work vendors that'll connect an employee with a nonprofit. And that might take, if it's going to take a little while to get set up, maybe a week or two, sometimes it's faster, sometimes longer from what I hear. Yeah. Light duty pathway is it's immediately available and it's priced in such a way that whether it's, waiting for that that other off-site light duty job or yeah. if, if you have some but not enough light duty on site it's affordable as a supplement so yeah yeah, yeah definitely we want everyone to tell everyone about it and yep yeah the company you're referring to i, I i've been so basically you have an injured employee you don't really have light duty for them and uh, you have them get hooked up with this other third-party vendor who will assign them to places like 
Goodwill. So your injured employee shows up to Goodwill and they work at Goodwill, you know, eight hours a day as their light duty. However, I was told by that company that they don't really want to mess with setting up in an injured employee who's going to be back to work within, I don't know, kind of the impression within two, three weeks, right? If they're going to be back to work within two, three weeks. I mean, we don't really want to mess with it. However, it's going to, if it's going to be a longer recovery, yeah, uh, then, then send them over. Interesting. Uh, but with your, I mean, so first of all, that, that scenario there where they're going to be out of work for at least two, three weeks, it's pretty rare, man. It's pretty rare. Like, by that time, they had at least one or two follow-up visits from their medical provider, and they got some type of light work restrictions that aren't so restrictive that allows that employee to come back to work doing the regular job to some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. But there's, I mean, it's it's somewhat common within that first week or two, at least until that first or second follow-up visit that they are very restricted on what kind of work they can do. And therefore, I feel like your program kind of fits that niche perfectly. You know? It was made for that, or that that that's the I that's the that's the core uh suggested usage is start them on light duty pathway. It's immediate, it's engaging, et cetera, et cetera. But as an on-ramp to while you're figuring something else out for light duty, this is something that can do right away. So we do see it used longer term occasionally, but it's really ideally something like you're saying, they can get on it right away. And then in two weeks, hopefully you have something that isn't, you know, we don't want someone going through this for three months hours a day, but it's up to the employer. But yeah, you're exactly right about this as a two week thing. That's the sweet spot for light duty pathway. Or yeah. four hours a day. And, you know, for the next month, they're doing this as a part-time thing or whatever. But yeah, yeah shorter term is better. And it's ultimately up to the employer, though, how they're going to use it. Yeah. And a little tip to the employers, you know, I think light duty programs, whatever you got in place right now, is a benefit to the employee, the injured employee. Far too often, I, I mean, I, I, I hear about how injured employees view a company's return to work program as a negative thing. Oh, they just want me to get me back to work right away. This is BS. I just want to sit home and recover. I'm in a lot of pain, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like they don't realize what they're in store for if they went down that road. First of all, if there was no return to work program, that injured employee will go a period of time with no pay. I mean, I've heard like seven to 10 days before they collect their first paycheck. So I don't, there's a large portion of the population that lives paycheck to paycheck. And is that going to pinch them a little bit? Probably. And then once they start receiving a paycheck, they're not going to get full pay from the work comp insurance company to sit home and recover. They get two thirds of their average weekly rate. And, okay. And a lot of health insurance policies have a, uh, a, a full-time employment requirement of like 30 plus hours of regular employment. And if they're just sitting at home, not working at all, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an attorney, but to me, they're not meeting that full-time 30 plus hour requirement. And I understand there's like a FMLA, non-FMLA consideration in place here. But if they're sitting at home, not working at all, not working that 30 hours to be eligible for say their group health policy, 
could that make them ineligible for their health insurance? And if they're ineligible, does that, and their wife and their kids are on the same plan, are they now ineligible? And fringe benefits with unions, right? If, if they're getting these fringe, fringe benefits with unions and they're not working full-time, sitting home and, and uh, recovering without doing any kind of light duty, uh, it can affect their fringe benefit eligibility through the unions. So return to work programs need to be presented to employees as an employee benefit because it truly is a benefit. Agreed. Agreed. It's beneficial. Yeah. I mean, and light duty pathway is good stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's not videos from the 1970s with a talking head for eight hours a day. You know, um, it, we really did. It was produced with the goal of being entertaining and engaging. So j- that's just to connect with your point that light duty is meant to be beneficial. Um, yeah. yeah. And then also there's, I, what I've heard is there are studies that show some, you know, an employee recovers. I don't know if it's, twice as fast or something, but there's parent, you know, supposedly I should, I should probably get the citation. Yeah. No, you're right. Work is therapeutic. Intuitively, yeah. Intuitively we know it's not good for a person. It's not good for an adult to just not be working. And so, you know, and then huh. combine that with the fact this is a, an engaging program and, and, and it is a bunch of great content I mean, learn all kinds. I've talked with guys, you know, I was helping a, helping some guy in Missouri, I think, reset his password. And I th- he was like a 30-year industry vet or something. And he's like, yeah, I've learned some new stuff. So because it's a wide variety of curriculum, it's meaningful, engaging, and in a lot of cases, entertaining uh, training that they'll take with them. You never know when you're going to be around a uh, boom lift. At Home Depot, or yeah, anyway. So, I'm a sales guy, so I use that yeah. example. But no, I get it. True. I get it. Yeah, yeah it's true. That's true. All right. So, Josh, to uh, find out more information on the product or to give it a whirl, I mean, if you guys are thinking about it for 79 bucks, just try it. If you think it's terrible, don't do it again, right? It's like uh, kind of a no brainer to me. But uh, if they want to get a hold of you, Josh, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, first of all, you can call me at 253-209-5535. It's my direct line. Uh, email is josh at lightdutypathway.com. Light spelled L-I-G-H-T. And uh, we've got a website on the interwebs, lightdutypathway.com. Uh, but just email me or call me. Okay. Yeah. There you have it. You uh, are an employer and you are price conscious on your work comp policy, trying to keep that mod down and trying to keep your premiums down, trying to get those employees back to work right away and that light duty. I'd give this company a shot, man. It's uh, no long-term contracts, no $2,000 setup fees. It's $79. Okay. So again, check them out on the website, light duty pathway.com. Josh, I appreciate your time, man. Same, Jason. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, listeners. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Made Podcast. Want to be a guest on Minnesota Made or know someone who should be? 
Apply online at minnesotamadepodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app to be notified when new episodes become available. And we'll see you next time on Minnesota Made.